regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the feature show that's basically more or less, if you understand the concept, the same every week. My name's Joe Scrabbles. I've just eaten a full clove of garlic and I'm breathing heavily over my two best friends in the goddamn world, Steve Hogarty and Gav Murphy. Hi! Steve's making a big <laughs> face. Yeah, I can I can open my mouth like a Muppet. <laughs> That's what I do when I eat big, giant cloves of garlic. I love a big old bit of roast garlic. Yeah. I just eat the whole fucking thing. Give, I don't give a give shit. Give me a bulb. Put the bulb in. <laughs> Put the bulb in my freaking... Come on, fend off a cold. Uh, Gav, what you got for us this week, mate? Um, I've unearthed some Ennio Morricone's um, deep cuts. So if if you're Mm. a fan of music and cowboys, you want to stick around. Strap in, motherfucker. Steve, what you provided? I've been reading books lately, and let me tell you, they're really good. And there are many, many, many descriptions of boners. So I, it gave me an idea to write my own book. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the usual path. I know, like, J.K. Rowling was uh, upset after a, a failed marriage and wondered about a fantasy land, and J.R.R. Tolkien had been, I guess, in a war. Um, but you just <laughs> thought of dicks and wanted to write more about them? I didn't realise you could say the word boner in a book, but apparently you can. That op- throws open so many doors for me, literally, literally wide. With your dork. Wise. <laughs> with, with, sorry, with your dork. I meant to say boner and I said door and dork. <laughs> door and dong and bork and yeah. fork at the same time. But you're just Look, throwing open None of us are writing books with the, our grasp of the English language that we're demonstrating right now. It's pretty poor. I, I it's don't pretty think pork. we'll be winning any... Uh, any Pulitzers? No, that's for journalism. What's the one for the books? Mm, Costa? I think it's Costa. The Costa Awards. Anyway, <laughs> judge us, if you will, Costa, for the rest of this. <laughs> I like a regular feature, You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, Malfunction, malfunction. A uh, gentleman earlier today, uh, a prominent journalist, Jeff Keighley, was the first man in the world to publicly show us his hands going right on a new PlayStation 5 controller. I don't I've know been pronouncing it Jeff Keighley this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, maybe I'm being insensitive. Jeff, as he's known, the Canadian yeah. pronunciation, uh, <laughs> put his hands right on a DualSense the new PlayStation yeah. 5 controller. I don't know. Obviously, we don't talk about video games very often here. But Is that what it's called? The DualSense. Dual Why? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, don't think about it. It's fine. Don't don't actually wonder. Just just go, well, it's different, so sounds it's cool. better. It sounds like it makes sense. Um, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, Jeff Keeney, he's so cool. He's, he gets all the, all the opportunities and he gets to put his hands on materials. Well, he's got a big head. That's does he? what I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Feels like he's got a massive head. But maybe it's because for the last month I've just seen him like really close to a camera. <laughs> so maybe that's why. There was a good bit in his last stream where he he was interviewing someone, but 
interviews make sense when it's two people across from each other and you'll get occasionally get that little cross cut to show someone just sitting back like you know sitting mm. in their chair and they'll nod and you know there's yeah. like something will play but in this case he really wanted to make clear to his interviewee clearly that he was listening so he got really close and just like blinked quite a lot just and it was lit. really unnerving <laughs> it's wow. like the bit I always remember from the trailer for David Fincher's Girl with a Dragon Tattoo where it's like it's her setting up like a CCTV camera and it's like Elizabeth Solander she gets like her face like right in it and I was like oh my god she gonna she actually looks like a dragon in this one is she definitely gonna be a dragon <laughs> I was like that's all like people are like oh there's no point remaking it there is point remaking it if they're gonna make her into a fucking real dragon <laughs> yeah that's that's obviously a better film <laughs> um, oh, oh, I'm I'm still stuck on this dual sense thing. Okay, what, what the fuck? <laughs> so it, has it got some sort of haptic feedback? Oh, it's like, a, it's like a 4D experience. Oh god, right? it's got haptic feedback, mate. It's That's got all sorts of rumblers. Why have they called it? Why? Like, it feels to me like I I love PlayStation. I think they're great. Good for them. Um, <laughs> Uh, and but it always feels like their stuff at least looks it looks fine. I I'm not embarrassed to have it in my living room when my nan would come round. She's not going to be like fucking grow up. Look at the state on her. But it's like dual sense. Mm. I look. I've looked at the PlayStation Five box, and I don't want that anywhere near my house. No, it's all <laughs> like it, it's fun. But it's like who the who is letting these men? Make this shit, shit. Like I was, we've been looking at buying a PC for work, mm. and like there's this one. It's called the Thread Ripper. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> mm, thread right? Ripper. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Right. So AMD Ryzen Thread Ripper. So it's uh, you've got to see the fucking state on this, right? But it's called the Thread Ripper. Then also its name is also the Chill Blast Fusion Conqueror Ultimate Gaming PC. It's like who the fuck. Why? It's a series of names from Mad Max. <laughs> it's like, what, 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 why is this stuff got to be shit? My favourite. That sounds really cool to me because I like PC <laughs> games. I thought, wow, yeah, Chill Blast Excelsior Rip Thread Ripper 4000. Yeah. Because you like all those old graphics card boxes where it's a woman in a bikini with a fireball <laughs> yeah. looking at a snake. And she's, a, half an car. An fairy. <laughs> she's half car. Yeah, she's half car and she's revving. <laughs> Fuck um, me. Yeah, the dual sense thing's weird. I don't, well, but the, it's it's the successor to the dual shock. Yeah, right? so it's, it's like it's called the yeah. dual shock because it had two analog sticks and it vibrated. This mm. one has two analog sticks and it fucks you. That's it. Well, <laughs> won't be a won't be a shock to you to realise <laughs> that PlayStation's gone above and beyond. Um, yeah, my point basically is that Jeff Keighley's a boaster. Yeah. Um, and he shows off that he's got his hands on all the best stuff before me. Well, joke's on him. I had the first hands-on exclusive with the PS5 yes. DualSense controller. Scooped him. Scooped him right up. I did forget to publish it before he did his thing, so no one oh. will know. But okay. I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd read you my um, That's preview of all the... Yeah, the six yeah. best features of the DualSense as I see them, unlike Jeef. <sighs> Feature number one, you will want to put one of the handles in your mouth. The first thing you'll notice about the DualSense in person, even before you put your hands on it, 
is that the ergonomic controller grips on either side, now covered in a fine-grained pattern of ridges for increased comfort even during long gaming sessions, seem to be a perfect shape to just pop in your mouth. It's a clever psychological trick from Sony's engineers. You won't notice this in pictures of the controller online, but when it's sat there, right in front of you, almost beckoning without moving, you just won't be able to shake the feeling that one of those handles would just fit right in my mouth. So nice. <laughs> Number two. There are actually loads of different PS5 controllers. The really big news is that the DualSense is just one of the many new controllers Sony is bringing to market this holiday season. So named because it will help you locate in-game crystals and gems, the DualSense is just one of a range of PS5 controllers tailor-made for every collectible need. I can exclusively reveal that we'll also soon see the release of the CoinSense, OrbSense, CrimeSense, BuildingSense, BloodSense, BigLadySense, BoyVillagerSense, RedHatSense, Old Old Purple WindmillSense, tooth sense, and for those who like peaceful indie games, the inner sense. Each sense controller variant will come in a unique colour and shape, like an S-shape in green, or twisty like a screw but mauve, or fat brown, each designed to offer the optimum experience for finding all the in-game items you require for those hard-to-get platy troughs. So how has Sony gone about making this diverse range of controllers feel like they belong to the same family of devices? Well, crucially, they all feature at least one grip, nub or rod that will make you feel strangely drawn to popping it right in your mouth. Haptics, number three. Sony has made much of the controller's new haptic feedback capabilities, whereby rumblers and tumblers and little shaky scatchets will attempt to communicate the physical feeling of your virtual surroundings and really make you feel like your hands are touching a big fucking pyramid in space or Paris <laughs> or wherever. What Sony has not revealed before now, however, is that it can do the same thing for one's mouth. When I inevitably popped a bit of the dual sense into my slime hole, I wrapped my hands around the protruding parts of the controller like it was some sort of alien bassoon and directed Lara Croft Tomb Raider, who appears in a new cool unannounced game, but keep that between me and you, to jump into a river. Instantly, the DualSense sent the feeling of astonishingly well-realised watery ripples from my labia to my uvula. I was in paroxysms of ecstasy as I felt the feeling of Lara Croft having a swim in my very own mouth. At one point, I felt a fish swim past that little bit of skin that holds your lip onto your gums. It was crazy and I loved it. Once my eyes had rolled back from out of my skull, I refocused on the screen in front of me and ordered Lara Croft Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness to exit the river, upon which I felt the feeling of hands sinking into riverbank mud but inside my own mouth. I saw a passing deer, and with a press of the triangle button, which now features a pleasingly softer spring action than the DualShock 4, had Loza snap the animal's neck off. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that I have felt this strangled, incomplete scream of a neck-snapped stag in between my own cheeks, which I didn't expect to be saying at the start of this fiscal quarter, let me tell you. <laughs> Number four. The controller is also a telescope. TVs are getting big these days. You know it, I know it, Sony knows it. That's why those bods in Japan built an adjustable telescope housed crosswise in the new controller. Can't read some hint text on your building-sized screen at 8K resolution? Simply turn the controller 90 degrees to the left and feast your beady peepers at the spy hole in the side. 
Focus and zoom levels are managed by pleasingly stiff ratchet sliders housed in the underside of the controller, and image clarity is as good as you could hope for in a £70 bit of kit. My only real problem is that using the spy hole positions the DualSense's left grip perilously close to one's mouth, and the temptation to swivel the whole unit back 45 degrees again and ram it into one's gob hole like a high-tech Far East popsicle is occasionally too much to bear. Many was the time in my playtest that I wanted to use the telescope to check out an enemy encampment, but ended up in the fetal position, sucking hungrily on a nub, while I could feel Lara Croft Tomb Raider Shadow Guardian's idle animation where she taps her foot impatiently, ringing through my uncaring teeth. 5. It has a Create button. The new create button on the middle left of the controller remains a bit of a mystery. Sony won't say how it works or what can be achieved by using it. What I can tell you for sure is that if you force enough of the left controller handle down your pulsing throat, you can latch onto that little sucker with a canine and hold the whole controller in place without even needing your hands, which you'll inevitably then wave in the air above your head in delight while the controller bucks like a startled ass right inside your food zone. <laughs> And finally, number six, eventually you will want to put both handles in your mouth at once. The DualSense at first glance might appear to be an invitation to join the next generation of console gaming. Hold me, its sleek form seems to say. Grip the new order of things, and once that's done, slide me right into the inside of your head for a laugh. But at second glance, that invitation becomes a challenge. I'm sorry, the controller will seem to signal. But are you only going to put one end of me in your mouth at any one time? Are you really such a mewling coward that you won't even try to get both my handles into your face and wear me like some kind of fucked up mouth guard from the 22nd century? <laughs> Reader, I'm no lily liver. With painstaking effort, <laughs> I leave at the right handle of the dual sense into the deepest pit of my right cheek, affording me the most space and the elasticity of the cheek meat with which to pull off the harder second half of the process. Crying with anticipation, I slowly pivoted the controller into place with one hand and put all four fingers of my other hand into the side of my as-yet-empty cheek. And I folded it into the shape of a theatre's proscenium arch. Slowly, artfully, I pushed the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller fully into my mouth and with the elegance and nerves of a Jenga player pushing a middle block and closed my lips around the top and bottom half. I looked in the mirror and Sony's trademark light bar accoutrement was practically all that remained visible of the new hardware. <laughs> and then, reader, I came... <laughs> I came and I came and I came. And then the courier arrived to take the controller back and I had a wash. <laughs> Did the courier take it directly to Jeff? Jeff. Just come on! Do 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 And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's. Hmm. 
Hold on, I haven't thought of a title for this one. <laughs> what are the three component parts of the feature, Steve? Boners. Boners. Novels. And boners again. Novelistic boner boners. Ah. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's novelistic boner boners. Which I think is what you said. Yep. I forgot it as soon as you said it. No, I loved it's it. It's so hot in this room. Uh, I'm melting. I can see myself on the Zoom call, and it looks like, you know that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark when he when he has a good old look inside the Lost Ark, <laughs> and it burns his face off, mm-hmm. and he turns into melted? Yes. I feel like that's happening to me in very slow motion. It's <laughs> ironic, because that scene was sped up, and they didn't they just like have a hairdryer on a wax model uh... and film this, that his eyes came out? Yeah, I don't know. You're the... Uh, the film movie film boy. Uh, How then, did they film the uh, the melty face scene? They killed a man with magic. <laughs> yeah, it was ancient Christian magic killed mm. a man. That's why you've never seen that actor in another film. Yeah, that's true. They were allowed to do it in those days. Different times. Yeah. Better times, I might say. I say. I say is better. Well, I've been reading. Uh, I've I've been reading a book. I read a book recently. <laughs> Uh, was by <laughs> yeah. The, my local fire station is well excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been reading a book, a book written by a woman, and what a delight, a delightful quirk of this book in particular is how she begins each description of the man's day by describing the extent of his boner, mm-hmm. because as you all know, boys. In the morning times. Will be boys. Will be boys. <laughs> if anything, in the mornings is when we're at our most boyish. boyish. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I thought I would become a novelist <laughs> by writing nice. several intros to chapters of yes. some novels that I'm working on. I want to run them by you Ooh. to see if you think they pass. Is this the Bechdel test? I think this is the Bechdel test. <laughs> The Bechdel test for dicks. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, this is how they all start. Brian woke at dawn, the dead weight of his fat boner crushing him like a horrible pink punching bag. He grappled it with both arms and shifted his shoulder slightly to tip his entire body sideways, using the boner's own weight against it, just like he'd learned from those judo lessons Marianne had made him take the previous summer. I think describing a penis as fat. <laughs> it's just horrible. Yeah, this the, the book I read did describe it as a fat boner. Did it? <laughs> it just, yeah, it did. No, it, it did. It's so it rude. Did. It's like the one bit of a male body that can't get fat. Mm. And if it did, we'd be really happy with it. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Kevin woke with a start, his bedroom seeming unfamiliar in the dawn light. Inside his pants, his penis was rock hard, full to bursting with morning boner energy. (laughs) He fixed the end of it and it rang out in a perfect augmented fifth, shattering the goldfish bowl that Moira had bought them for their fifth anniversary. The little treasure chest was still there, but the fish was long gone, just like Moira. I Would fucking, you like to read a full version? I, yes, I went to 
drink and I fucking <laughs> spat gin all over my face. <laughs> I'm going to develop one of these into a feature length novel. Or okay. a New Yorker article. When you say feature-length novel, do you mean regular feature-length novel? <laughs> yeah. As in a thousand words, <laughs> thing and it will end well before. <laughs> a pamphlet that we'll email out to an MEP's <laughs> maiden list. Okay, I'll put that one on top of the pile then. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this one? What, actually, sorry, could we say, could we just, as a note, could we put the fat element in the second story? Oh, now you're on the trolley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll work that in. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's uh, option three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold wasn't sure how long he'd been awake. The white morning sun had found its way through a gap in the shades, and was illuminating his enormous fat boner like it had a quest for him to do. <laughs> it had been seven years since he and Kaylee had crossed the Mexican border. And now his fat boner stood to attention, like an angry immigration officer trying to detain his giant balls. <laughs> so he's got big balls as well. I like that one because the the metaphor for his penis detaining the balls relates to his situation. Oh, the border. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't like even get it. Yeah, there is a story about a couple of immigrants. That's really deep. Hmm. Did you like that one? Well, Not I, as I much as the, the maybe pile. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't getting much of a reaction. Two, one, three. Okay. <clears throat> How about this one? Try this one on for size. Okay. <clears throat> George sat bolt upright in a cold sweat and collided head first with his own fat boner. <laughs> like all boners men get, it was making the sound of a churning washing machine midway through a 60-degree cotton wash. <laughs> George gingerly scooped up both of his balls like they were baby birds that had fallen from a nest, and his entire fat dong immediately withered to the dimensions of a shoelace. George hated mornings. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Boner as emotion. Mm. That's and different. adding a dimension to a character mm-hmm. by removing dimensions from his penis. <laughs> but he's still got big old baby bird balls. <laughs> Uh, I've got a, I've got one more for you. Okay. Francis opened his eyes. The ceiling was a patchwork of refracted dawn light, the early morning sun cascading through the empty bottles he'd deposited along the windowsill the night before. His duvet was suspended 12 feet above him like a heavy ghost, <laughs> pinned to the ceiling by his fat boner. <laughs> There There's a bit of character exposition there. Yeah. The empty bottles on the windowsill. I have to it say, suggests that he's drinking. He's got a drinking problem. That's the one yeah. that left then, me most wanting to know what had happened. Right. Yeah. yeah there's yeah empty there's bottles. Some narrative elements. The fact that they're the heavy ghost of the duvet. <laughs> yeah. I, the thing that it's I like his, about it is fat boner. What you can get from it is they're empty bottles, and he could have pissed in them, but he didn't. So. That's interesting. Yeah, because he had uh, such a big you hear boner. An empty bottle, and you f- you fill the empty bottles with piss using your imagination paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call your penis? The imagination paintbrush. <laughs> Move it on to the next one. <laughs> okay, so um, what I'm hearing from you mm-hmm. is we want to do the goldfish one. Goldfish one's uh, great, but. Yeah. That was the only one in which I forgot to include the phrase fat boner, which was the joke. 
<laughs> but the note was to put fat fat boner in 100%. there. So, yeah, yeah, we did say great. that. That's good. You really did pick up on what that was like. I thought you added <laughs> I thought you added the fat boner element to every subsequent one because we'd criticized you for dropping it. No, I, I yeah. sprinkled fat boners through the whole thing and uh that one sprinkled fat boners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like you it. guys really know your literature. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkled fat boners sounds like a jazz trumpeter. <laughs> a Dutch one. <laughs> Guys, I know pretty much the only thing that's ha- that's happening right now is bad news and sad news. Um, but this one almost passed me by. Did you see that um, Ennio Morricone died? Mm. The man who did the music for all the cowboy films. Aware of He's it. Dead. Yeah. Morricones. No more. I don't think he had his um, throat slick. <laughs> he was an old man. Jesus. Mate, have you seen I've seen some of the stuff that happens in those films. You reckon like, they those, got him? Those people are fucking brutal. Absolutely. Angel eyes, they called him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now he's dead. Um but it's sad though, because like he used to make really good cowboy film music, but you know, he's dead. Mm. And now he'll never get to do music for a proper film. Um, which yeah, it's really sad. Like, it's really sad. Um, because like his music was quite good. <laughs> um, he did that. Uh, what was that one that he did? Is this the one that the, the New York Times tweeted his obituary as saying the composer of the guy who went did the ay ay music, <laughs> and everyone got really angry at them. But to be fair, that is how you would describe him to someone who doesn't know who he is. Like, literally, anybody who gets angry, go name another one of his songs right now, <laughs> right now. Name one of his songs. Otherwise, he's the ay 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 guy forever. Ay ay But he did the what, what was the one with the three. The Three Amigos, that's it. It was that one. <laughs> <laughs> he did the music with Three Amigos. Uh, no. Um, do you guys have a favourite Morricone's trap? Yeah. It's got to be The Good, Bad and the Ugly. Yeah. The one that goes... <laughs> aye, 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 aye. Aye. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's your favourite though, Steve. Joe, what's your favourite? I one? like the one where it goes... Like that. Ah, oh, that's nice. That's really good. I'm just nice. guessing. Um, did you make that? Did you just make that up? Yeah. I'm, wow, wow. I'm just assuming that came to you just out of the blue, as if Morricone himself was your muse. Passing through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just realised I couldn't do an Italian accent quick enough, but I was going to go, "Hello, boys, it's Ennio. <laughs> <laughs> it's Morricone's here. It's <laughs> Morricone. Hey, um, but did, I know, like we're joking about the ay 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 thing, but you know that is him. Yeah. Like the the no, but that's him singing. Oh, <laughs> no, I thought you were saying we're stupid. Are you being serious now? No, are you being really? I, this is really. This is really. This is really. This is. I didn't know this till the other day. But he used to write lyrics to his songs. Um, that he used to put in films because he used to help. And this is fucking. This is no. Up. He used to write lyrics to them because uh, this is look. It's in quotes on my doc. Uh, it, it helped him with the melody. And like that's the thing, it's like the one that the, the famous bit, one of the only bits of his lyrics that got into one of the songs was the bit that was da 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 wow 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 and that's him. <laughs> that's him doing that. I don't think that counts as a lyric. 
you got to tell don't unless it's Italian and uh, then I hands up I don't know Italian well enough if wow yeah, wow wow means it's a cowboy <laughs> then I get it it's gonna be a cowboy shootout <laughs> well, look at yeah. him now it's a cowboy <laughs> Here he comes now. It's a cowboy with a big gun. The cowboy. So this is the thing. He. This is all true. Um. And he. So I. Because he was on later with Jules Holland. And you know when they do that bit where they sit at the piano with Jules and they tell secrets, as if no one's watching. He told it on that. So I looked, started looking it up and I found one of the songs. <laughs> uh, so him, singing, him singing that bit was a secret to everyone. <laughs> they just think that he'd found the new instrument. Yeah. Like, How do you make that sound? It's like, oh he yeah, it's went, like a special oh. kind of bassoon. Then <laughs> <laughs> he called Jules Holland and he whispered to him next to his piano to the Boogie Woogie Boy. Me. It, I did it. <laughs> oh, no, people I'm so like, sorry. What? What was that? And he said, it was a theremin, but I just booted it down some stairs. And that's the noise that it made. But that's what musicians do. And he's he's saying that to Jules Holland. Um, and so I started looking around and I actually found like a bootleg um, recording. Uh, are you guys familiar with the song, The Ecstasy of Gold? No. Well... It's it's a biggie. It's not as good as wow wow. wow. Oh, so it's not oh, that yeah. banging remix of it on it's not Six that Music one last no. week. It's not that one. What? They played a remix of it. Yeah, there was like someone did this. Yeah, there was some mad mix that they had for Morricone on Six Music. Right, it was really good. So do you you know what the Axie of Gold sounds like? Yeah, I did hear it, but I can't bring the tune to mind. Right, for the purpose of this, because this is a wondrous piece of music. Can you guys just listen? To the Axie of Gold yep. right now. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. It's a scary sounding song. Yeah. So is it going like. Yeah. Which I assume in Italian means it's the cowboy's <laughs> enemy. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't sing too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that's the point. <laughs> you might ruin some of uh, Morricone's own song. Um, you don't want that. So it's not the Aya song. No, it's not the Aya song, no. Right. It's a different song. He's done more than that song, man. Come on. Yeah, no, it seems all right. Right. So that's that's what it sounds mm-hmm. like. So I have spent quite a lot of time today digging deep to try and find uh, this is him in the studio. Um, and what he did was he would just, he kind of like free thought. He was just like free association. He would just write down what he was thinking. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and That's how geniuses operate. Stop. Exactly. <laughs> it just sounded like you were going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a, a lot of his songs are based on just him agreeing with get his assistant getting his lunch order. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want ham salad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... The file name that I found on this FTP is Ecstasy of God, Real Monocona's Lyrics Jam. Um, so this is raw. This is, uh, yeah, but I listened to it back. It sounds pretty finished. Okay. This could, be in a, this could have been in a film. Mm. Um, is it off the top of his dome, though? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So let me ju- this should work, I think. Share computer sound, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, I can see the file name. It's real. Wow, yeah, look at that. Oh, I thought Gav was making this up, but no, that there is the file and name. Unless this is a deep fake for a file name, then I'm pretty sure it's real. I can't, I'm believing the evidence of my eyes. Cowboys, good boys, good cowboy boys with big hats. Bad boys, bad boys, <laughs> what you gonna do when they come for you? Guy who's got a face like a slap toss. Here comes Eastwood with a big fucking gun and a big hat. What's gonna happen? I don't know, cause I just write the music for this film. You've used your money to pay for a film that you wanted to see. I hope it's not too bloody in the Good, bad, and the ugly. Good, bad, and the ugly. It took it wow. took me until you said "face like a slapped ass" to realise that Marikonas was talking about the good, bad, and the ugly, which I feel upset about. Predicting the '90s reality TV show cops. Mm. <laughs> that was prescient of uh, Morricone. Yeah, good on him in writing the lyrics to "Ecstasy of Gold." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cowboys, cowboys. It's a, it's a good song. It's a good it's stuck song. stuck in my head yeah. now. I'm singing yeah. it. It should have been in the film, I think. I think we all think the film would have been better for it. Mm. So there we go. R.I.P. Rest in power. I was made for regular features. You were made for... Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. We have been the Regular Features Podcast. And if you like what you heard, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by supporting the podcast on a per episode basis with your money. Guys, we've got some new people who are helping us out. They've joined what? the Patreon Patrol. Absolutely incredible. Who's still doing it? I'd like you to tell me whether the following people are either. A, good, B, bad, or C, ugly. <laughs> okay. Peter Thompson. Thompson? Thompson. Good. Silent H. Especially Silent H. If he was Thompson, I'd say ugly. Thompson. <laughs> Thompson, good. <laughs> Ronan Carlane or Carlane. Hmm. Again, depends on how you pronounce it, but I'm going to edge my bets and say good. Very good. 
Oh, very good. The very good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> uh, how about Fraser McLennan? Oh, what a good, good boy! What a good, absolute good boy! I can I can smell what a mile off. And Tom Campbell, ugly. He will no. He's he's good. <laughs> he is a good. He's boy. good. Obviously, he's good. They're all good boys. You're all good boys. You're all great readers. We love you. We'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. I love you, Joe. Thank you. And Gav, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Fuck this. Okay, you ready? No. <laughs> for that at the end that was great now I am <laughs> well put Joe dropping his phone at the end <laughs> in audio form yeah I loved it